Hey dear ones, it's Dr. Shelley. So I mentioned a while back that I started a new online school. Basically my travel schedule, as you know, uh, kind of got canceled this year. And so I converted a lot of my classes to the online format. And I have to tell you, this has been a complete joy and a complete blast. You can come on over and check the school out at healingarts.thinkific.com. And there you will find certification programs in Egyptian energy healing, my new Pythagorean healing series, and so much more with new courses being added all the time. And when you take one of my energy healing certification courses, you are invited to come on over to Zoom and join me personally for ongoing Zoom calls. And we have been having a complete blast. We've sent healing light out to people, out to animals, situations, the world, and everything in between. It's a great community, and I want you to join us. So check it out at healingarts.thinkific.com, and I'll look forward to welcoming you to a class very soon. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey, dear friend, I hope you're having a wonderful day. So I'm really liking the idea of starting our programs off when I have longer topics with our teeny little meditation so that we can just chillax and come into our own awareness and centering. So let's settle in and do a short meditation together. Let's take a moment now and just close our eyes. Take a deep healing breath in through your nose and exhale. And allow a beautiful beam of light to come down through the top of your head. It's moving down, 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 through the body, through the legs and feet. Allow the light to pour out of your heart center creating a lovely golden ball of light that surrounds you by about three feet in all directions. Just imagine that you can be wrapped up by this loving light and that within the light, only that which is of highest good can come through. Take a moment 
while you're bathing in the golden light to scan the body and go ahead now and just breathe in to any areas of tension just breathing in and exhaling tensions and let go of tension and know that all is well very good and when you're ready just open your eyes and come back into the room so i hope you've enjoyed the little meditations i i find it to be very very helpful because i think even if we take this this meditation is literally one minute and 47 seconds and so one thing that i hope this is doing for you is to remind you something that even i needed to be reminded of which is that meditation and centering does not have to take a lot of time but just in that one minute and 47 seconds we can start to feel a little bit more peace and space and calm in our lives and i think that's so important so anyway what we're actually going to do today is i wanted to share some of the processes that are in the book Egyptian Energy Healing, The Nine of Heliopolis. And so um, I because the episode was going to be super short, I'm going to put a couple different processes in here. The first one is where I'm just giving a talk about Heliopolis, which was an area in ancient Egypt. And I'm going to tell you the creation story. And then we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, I'm going to take you on a guided journey to meet with the most famous goddess in history, Isis. And she can give you some wonderful information. And these processes are taken directly out of the certification course that is in my healing arts school. So pretty soon on the 23rd of January, I'm going to do the webinar that people can enroll in, but you can also enroll in a certification course. If you end up reading the book, if you like what it is, it's another one of these um, Egyptian energy healing methods where there's a series of symbols and I teach you how to use the symbols. It's really, really cool. I have a group of students who's been taking these classes with me for, you know, back into 2020. And they really love this stuff because, you know, a lot of the people who are finding my work right now are reincarnated Egyptians. And so this is just speaking at a deeper level to some of the aspects of our past lives in ancient Egypt. So I think historically, you know, I like to watch the History Channel and stuff like that, because to me, history is fascinating. So I hope that you'll find the Heliopolis creation myth very, very interesting. So we're gonna settle in, listen to that first, and then stay tuned to the second half of the show when we're gonna go on our guided journey. So let's get going. So before we get started on all of the things that we're going to do in this class, I wanted to start off by sharing the Heliopolis creation myth. So Heliopolis means city of the sun. And this city in ancient times, if we wanted to find it today, it's actually in a suburb of Cairo, if you can believe that, in Egypt. So let's talk about the creation myth. So what you're looking at here is what I'm calling the genealogy chart for the Pesejet 
or the Aeneid. Aeneid is actually a word that means nine, but Pesedjet is an Egyptian term that is really referring to a whole collection of deities. So that might be nine deities, it could be eight deities or three. The priests actually had several Pesedjets, including this one, which we're calling the Great Aeneid of Heliopolis. And so to, just to avoid confusion, when we're talking about the group as a whole and as a collection, we're just going to collectively call this group of goddesses and gods you're looking at here as the Aeneid. So what you have to realize is that ancient Egyptians actually had hundreds of gods and goddesses. And this group here that includes a tomb, a Yusaset, Shu, Tefnut, Geb, Newt, Osiris, Isis, Set, and Nephthys are actually among the most beloved in all of ancient Egypt. I kind of think of this as politics. Like, you know, like even in modern times, if one political party comes in and takes over for another, then usually they get rid of a lot of the policies and a lot of the procedures of their predecessors. And so believe it or not, they did the same thing in Egypt. So this is why Egyptian cosmology is very hard to talk about because these were the original gods and goddesses in Heliopolis. But over time, these gods and goddesses, some of them disappeared, some of them morphed with other gods and goddesses, and the rulers at the time would kind of create them um, to further their own agendas, which sounds kind of really modern in a weird way. <laughs> and so when I was guided to put this series together, that's one of the reasons why we're going to need to go area by area and explore the gods and goddesses so that our soul will be understanding which area this set of goddesses and gods came from, in this case, Heliopolis. And I really feel like you're going to get um, a deep resonance and a remembrance of places that are a little bit more specific in Egypt where you might have had past lives, because there's certain sets of these gods and goddesses that you may find yourself very, very drawn to. And it's super interesting. I think, to look at it in this way. And so this story about the Heliopolis creation myth was actually in the pyramid texts, which is the oldest Egyptian funerary text. And they were also mentioned in the coffin texts, which were basically spells that were found in coffins during the first intermediate period. And so according to these priests in Heliopolis, the world itself began through a watery chaos called noon. And noon was, again, just kind of rising up out of nothing. And through that disorder, a tomb arose to become the father of the pharaohs. And a tomb is really part of Ra. I call him Ra, you can call him Ray, who is the main sun god. A tomb represented the setting sun, and it is said that through him, he actually spat or spit his children, Shu, who is the god of air, and Tefnut, the goddess of moisture, into being. And so the other version of this story, which I can't even believe I'm going to have to talk about, 
is that Atum basically masturbated these offspring into existence. And yes, I can't even believe that I'm talking about that in a healing class, but there's actually a verse in the pyramid texts that refers to this. And so Ayusa set is theoretically Atum's divine counterpart, but she is not actually part of the original nine in the great Aeneid because she wasn't credited with creating any of these offspring. She was actually referred to as the hand of Atum, representing the actual hand that Atum used in that very strange creation act. And like I said, this stuff is super weird, but um, this is what people in Heliopolis believed. So if you were there in the old days, this is kind of your belief system. And so I wanted to show Ayusa Set because she really was very important to cosmology. She is like the primordial mother, and we are going to work with her in this series, even though she's not necessarily considered part of the nine. So anyway, the other thing that happened, of course, like I mentioned a minute ago, is that these gods were always merging with other gods. And so also in the pyramid texts, some writers would merge a tomb with Ray, the sun god, and so sometimes they kind of morphed together. And so that's also something that we'll look at as we go through this program together. Um, so basically, a tomb was there. Let's say he's by himself, or he had a helping hand. However, you want to you want to look at it. Um, he created Shu and Tefnut, and then they had Geb the earth and Newt the sky. And they were separated by their father's shoe. And if you see pictures of this, sometimes you'll see like Newt, which is on the cover of this book. She's that star-covered goddess. She is the sky. And you'll see uh, Geb laying on the ground because he's representing the earth. And sometimes you can see a man standing in between them, holding them apart. And so that is actually Shu who is holding them apart. And so Geb and Newt were actually the parents to some of the most beloved gods of Egypt, Osiris, Isis, Set, who some people call Seth, but again, I like to call him Set, and Nephthys. And so these were siblings, but then they also evolved over the centuries to become divine counterparts and consorts. And so in the very, very early days, though, all of these were worshipped and they were considered equals, but through different creation myths and as time wore on, and again, for political reasons and otherwise, these stories started to change and evolve over time. And so you may be familiar with one of the most famous stories about these two rival brothers, Osiris and Set, because Geb was actually considered the very first king of Egypt. So he had to pass that title of king onto one of the sons. And so he decided to pick Osiris. But when that happened, Set was just absolutely infuriated by this. And so he decided he was going to kill Osiris. And so he created this really elaborate plot. And he built a custom-made coffin for Osiris. But he didn't want it to be too suspicious, so he took the coffin, put it out in front of the family. And he said, hey, everybody, you know, whoever fits inside this coffin can have the coffin. 
And so, of course, since it was built for Osiris, he fell for it. He jumped inside and set, slammed the door shut, nailed it. And then basically there's other versions of the story where he chops Osiris up into tiny pieces and scatters his body all over Egypt. And so what happened is Isis, who is his wife, she got help from her sister, Nephthys. Now, Nephthys just happens to be the goddess of death, but she's also Set's wife. So yes, it's very convoluted. It sounds like a soap opera, really. So the two of them went all over Egypt, gathered up these pieces of Osiris, put him back together, and were able to resurrect Osiris from the dead for one night so that Osiris and Isis could conceive their son Horus. And they lived happily ever after for that one day. And of course, so Horus is not, again, he is also not in this original nine. And also Set and Nephthys were the parents of Anubis, who is the god of mummification. So Horus and Anubis will be featured in an upcoming episode. I do know, you know, I love Horus and Anubis, and I know you do too. So just stay tuned for that, and we will be seeing them in an upcoming episode of this series. But that's just a brief, brief history for you, just because it's important for us to kind of understand where we're starting as we begin to work with the great Aeneid of Heliopolis. We'll be right back. Hey friends, I want you to check out my Past Life Lady YouTube channel that has tons of free videos that teach you how to do all kinds of things from energy healing, gem and mineral healing. I've got guided imagery up there for you. So check it out. Just go over to YouTube and type the words Past Life Lady in the search bar and hit subscribe. And I'll look forward to welcoming you over to my channel today. Welcome back to Healing Arts. I'm Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. So what we're going to do now is, if you will settle in, we have a journey to meet with Isis. And I put some really neat music behind it, too. So I think you'll like it. So let's settle in and let's take a guided journey together. Journey to meet Isis. Find a comfortable place where you can sit. Close your eyes and relax. Allow a beautiful beam of healing white light to come down, 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 in through the top of your head. Imagine that white light is moving through you, down through your head, your neck, your shoulders, into your arms, down your spine, into your heart center. It's moving down, 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 through the lungs, 
hands to the base of the spine and into the legs, feet, and toes. Imagine that this white light is just pouring through you like a waterfall, just carrying away tensions and concerns. And that light gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And it begins to pour out of your heart center, creating a beautiful golden ball of healing light that surrounds you by about three feet in all directions. Very good. Go ahead now and just feel yourself floating inside this golden light. Know that you are safe and secure, totally carefree, and you know that within this golden light, only that which is of your highest good can come through. So imagine there's a doorway in front of you. See it, feel it, or just know that it's there. And just imagine that this doorway is leading into a healing temple. It's a place where your soul has been before, long, long ago. In this healing temple, you'll find healing and insights into your soul's journey. And the temple is a place where you feel totally safe, totally secure, and so relaxed. And in a moment, when I count to three, you're going to open the door and enter the healing temple. Ready? One, two, three, opening the door. Open the door now and be there now inside the healing temple. Very good. Go ahead now and just walk or float through this sacred healing temple. Notice the wonderful energy as you start to look around. See what you see, feel what you feel, hear what you hear. Very good. And notice up ahead, you're noticing a figure is moving towards you. That figure is Isis, the goddess of magic. Imagine Isis is moving toward you now. Say hello and allow Isis to share any information that is most for your highest good at this time. good and if you have any questions that you'd like to ask Isis feel free to do that now very good just know that you can come here again in the future to meet with Isis and receive any further information or clarification on the information that you received today so go ahead and just thank Isis for being here today. Turn around, walk back through the healing temple and go back through the door where you started. Close that door behind you and imagine right now that you can be back in the space where you began your journey. Notice how much lighter and brighter you feel after your experience with Isis. In a moment, when I count back from three, you will return feeling awake, refreshed, and better than you felt before. Ready? 
Three, you're grounded, centered, and balanced. Two, you're processing this information in your dreams tonight. So by tomorrow morning, you will be fully integrated into this new energy and information. And one, you're back. And you're coming back. All right. You did it. You met with Isis. So what did she tell you? You might want to go write that down and just remember you can take the journey again and you may receive new insights. Great job. So I hope you enjoyed our journey to meet with Isis. And I'll definitely put up the links to my new book, which is called Egyptian Energy Healing, The Nine of Heliopolis. And I've got a second book in the series, so stay tuned as we talk about that. That one's called Memphis Triad. I mentioned that briefly in a previous episode, but we will get more into it as time moves on. So please take care of yourself, dear one, and just know that I'm sending you lots of love and prayers, and I will look forward to speaking with you and connecting with you again on the next episode of Healing Arts. Hey friends, guess what? I've got a new book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide on March 8th called Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. This book is based on something I call genealogical regressions because sometimes when I'm working with clients, I go into their past lives and I realize this is not the source event of the challenge. We need to send light and love to ancestors in order to make our lives the wonderful places that we want to be. So I hope you'll check out my new book and stay tuned for class announcements, book signings, and more as March gets closer. Heal your ancestors to heal your life coming March 8th from Llewellyn Worldwide.